0: Welcome to the Hot Ticket Podcast. This is episode 89. On this episode, we break down the Crown Heads Court Reserve. So, everybody, sit back, listen, and enjoy. Good God. (laughs) What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Listen to me. What is that song even about? War. It just says war, what is it good for? And then it's a a series of grunts and rambles. Good God, yo! (laughs) That's what I sound like when I'm trying to cough up phlegm in the morning. I just go. (laughs) Isn't that, um, I think for the longest time, Dave was doing that. Just walking around, going no, nah, no, nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> like, just fucking randomly. Oh man, here we are. It's another beautiful Saturday. Yeah. Uh, the good news is, is that I'm recording this. Yeah, In the correct manner. Oh, babies don't make same same mistake twice. Uh. Also, but it's the ClickShare, right? Shut up. I'm not connected to the ClickShare. Only the video. HDMI. Only the VD room. That's good.
1: I've got a new click chair coming here too. That's good, because I don't want to waste any more gold. See the thing is, is right. I'm a sprinter, not a marathon runner. So when I give up comedy and I, you know, I, and it flows from me or I try to be funny, it's, one and done. it's very short lived.
0: Yeah. So anything after that is garbage. Yeah. <laughs> so you know it's funny because you're making me want to double check, okay, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, ah fuck. This is actually going to turn out the way that I needed to turn out. I only have so Same. much improv in me, you know what I'm saying? I feel you. Um. So hey, cool. This week I was in Chicago all week, mm-hmm. <clears throat> which was exhausting. I put was it that in, way. I was in my office. Yeah, in a chair. That yeah, sucks. Actually, that sounds way better than what I did. So I got up. So listen, to this. Got up on Tuesday. I left here at seven o'clock and went to five customer appointments that's a lot in one day when i got there in one day and then the, then we had an lg event i had a meeting with a vendor the next morning another customer visit and then an event dinner mm-hmm. and then the event the next day and then i got up at four thirty yesterday got my boss to the airport and then i drove home wow put a thousand miles on my car in three days wow 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 yeah, it was fucking nutty. But anyway, the reason I'm saying all this is because I got a chance to hang out with Mo from Bettina, which was oh, really fun. It was a lot of you fun. You were rubbing it in. I know. We had a good time. It was really cool. So his all of his cigars are in all those shops, those Casa, yeah. uh, Casa de Monte Cristo shops that are down there. Um, so we hung out at one in Schaumburg, and it was it was good times. So Mo, thank you. I appreciate everything. It was a blast. Yeah. Suckers. It was a good conversation, actually. There's actually a conversation that occurred between him and I. And I told him, I said, I felt like a real journalist because I was like, if there's anything that you're telling me that I'm not allowed to repeat, just say off the record. <laughs> <laughs> so, I actually made, so he actually said off the record multiple times. Off the record? <laughs> off the record. Um, but it was a really good conversation. It was almost like that would have also made for like a great part two podcast. Just him and I. We need to have a secondary uh, uh, show,
1: which is just called "Under the Sheets." Under the Sheets, mm-hmm. just like like insanely candid. Yes, insanely candid. More, much more deeper, more
0: personal. You right now, yeah, I actually felt like Joe Rogan a little bit, <laughs> and and the and and not because I I, it's not because I like channeled like this inner Joe Rogan, but I think. So because I'm a very inquisitive person and just because it was him and I and because yep. there was no microphone and because there was no telephone and there's no camera and all that stuff, just the conversation with them, just being super inquisitive, I was just trying to draw out as much information as I could about stuff. Yeah. And anything. His life and um, the his, cigar industry, his, his opinion about things.
1: His illegitimate
0: children I heard about. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> sad story. But all those things just kind of drawn out in conversation I was like oh man this is great and I can't use any of it (laughs) well you know
1: sometimes in order to develop trust with one's friend you have to in confidence
0: yeah well that's all it was again it was just me being me and and we just hung out and had a good time it was awesome
1: like I've been holding in my one of my best friends um news about him going to be
0: a father for like two months oh yeah i saw where that came out last week and i
1: haven't i didn't mention a single he was i was the first one
0: he told feel bad because i haven't said congrats
1: but (laughs) but i he i was the first one they and they told yeah that's
0: even before their parents yeah i knew i hold on to that burden
1: i knew when i got back from our dominican republic trip really yeah so good god y'all good god y'all But uh, he told me just to not tell anybody because they wanted to do this Christmas thing where they told the parents. And then Mm. sometime in January where she was getting through the first trimester. I like
0: trying to stage it for people. Trying
1: to stage it. And they wanted to make sure because she has health complications that the baby was fine through the first trimester.
0: So, but yeah, I've been holding it. And that's what we call a good fucking friend. Yeah, you know what? It's so weird how there's people that I know that if you say hey don't tell anyone this it's a secret they fuck it. it's well, that, like yeah. and it's our fault now like it's your fault as a person that if you tell someone that you know a secret that, you, that you know is gonna say something well that's on just you guilty <laughs> but i also hate that there's people who go oh yeah man i won't say anything and then like 30 I seconds know. later it's out i am a great secret holder i am too i am a locked fucking door if you tell me not to tell anyone it never goes further yeah, exactly. I should kind of drive, it just drives me nuts. I want,
1: my, I want people to trust me at my word.
0: Yeah. Well, not only that, it's like if someone is telling you in confidence and they don't want anyone else if, to know, if it's I, a private matter. And if I can't keep Period. it a
1: secret, you, you need to just ask me, can you keep it a secret? And I'll be like, "Fucking no, no yeah. not this one. Not
0: this one." I've said that to people before. I was like, "You're telling me this, and you don't want it to get out. I'm the wrong person." Yeah, man. like, yeah. If it's about this subject Especially matter, if it's about
1: someone's well being, don't tell me. Like, you know, someone's well being or jeopardizing their life.
0: Well, it's almost like
1: I'm like, no, nah, I can like, hey, do that. Hey, can you
0: keep a secret? And you're like, yeah, I can keep a secret. Yeah, I'm gonna go to the mall today. And just shoot the whole place off. I can't keep that secret. You can't keep that secret. No. You're going to go spill the beans. Yeah. Right? You're calling 911. You're shouting from the rooftops. You're telling your neighbors. You're telling your friends. Get out of the fucking mall. Stage is SWAT team there. Take this motherfucker down. Hey, Corey. So there's things that you can't Corey, keep a secret on. Can you keep a secret, bro? Yeah, man.
1: Yesterday, I might have gotten a dum-dum sucker stick
0: stuck in my pee hole. <laughs> Uh, I'm not keeping that secret. (laughs) I'm definitely not keeping that secret. I think you're going to say you got lodged something in your anus. (laughs) Also, I wouldn't keep that secret either. (laughs) But you should know better. I got the conditioner bottle stuck in my butthole. (laughs) Gross. It's a big bottle. Yeah. You ever think about... I thought about this before, and we're definitely going to have to move on from the subject, because have a lot of things to talk about. Oh, I like secrets, but, though. But I was thinking about, so there's, um, there's a girl that I know who's a nurse, mm-hmm. and myself and another person... Got lost in her purse. No. Are we doing a rhyme? Great rhyme. <laughs> um, anyway, so we were having a discussion about how gentlemen get things lodged in their anuses and what's the reaction so not only what is their explanation but what is the reaction after their explanation is given by a nurse doctor whoever's seeing someone who gets shit stuck up their ass yeah so i asked the question of this female nurse that i know and i said is this something you see is it a regular occurrence and what are the stories that have been told and she goes see it all the time <laughs> She Jesus, said, she said every single one of them is a lie like where it's like oh i accidentally fell How on do you accidentally my, yeah. kid, my kid left his gi joe doll on the couch and i sat on it oh like it really <laughs> then it then it goes well why is there so much ky jelly <laughs> right. smeared all over the gi joe doll <laughs> my kids must have gotten in my stash and rubbed it all over the toy. <laughs> so it's like just a series of lies but here's the thing it gets to a point where you can't dislodge it yourself. Right. So now not, not, now not only are you dealing with the uncomfortable pain of something being lodged in your anus, but yeah. the embarrassment of having to go to the hospital to get it totally. removed.
1: And you, the whole time you're just trying to think of an alibi. <laughs>
0: How do I explain this away? Well, see, here's what happened. <laughs> so I got on my lawnmower. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind I of mean- ridiculous yeah anyway so we're gonna move on so we've got the first story of the day which i i i love and and i don't know i love the story as much as i do the commitment to the story for the person who sent it to me (laughs) so jr muggle Muggle sent this to me and um, I'm, i'm not gonna say i'm not gonna go into detail as like how long he spent conjuring up the information on this story. Now, this is local to him, and JR is in... uh, He's in the great state of Oregon. Very progressive. He's in Oregon? Yeah, he's in Oregon. Um, Tough break. Yeah, he is an Oregon. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, so he's out on the West Coast. So this is actually really more local news than anything. But I think JR1 has not only a good nose for good news, but also may have... He may have a chance in journalism if he wants to because the investigative properties that he showed here were outrageously good. Yeah. So basically, here's what happened. This is in Eagle Point, Oregon. Um, a lady who, and I think her name is Amy Lloyd, she got swindled by Cole Swindle. Essentially. Cole Swindle is a famous country music artist, and he's also a famous country music writer. So he writes songs for other people. Yeah. He performs himself. A very well known name, pretty decent sized country music star, right? Well, this lady, Amy Lloyd, believed that she was in a internet relationship with the real Cole Swindle. So here's my thing. One, you have to be obnoxiously fucking retarded to think any of this would be real. But it was for over seven years. Oh, so, he was, oh, oh. <laughs> so he was able to extract money from her, gift cards, all kinds of things. And that's the whole idea, oh, I right? Oh, need the You're,
1: money, Amy.
0: <laughs> yeah, hey, we're doing this new thing, and I, I really got, need some contribution. Listen, Amy, I got this new tour coming up. And
1: I'm gonna need a little bit of money if you can help me out, dude. That's
0: legit, kind of what happened. So, so say. So he called me his wife ever since. Told me he was gonna get to get my fifty thousand worth of gifts July 26 when he was here. Said Lloyd. He even had me believing <coughs> when he was in Tennessee for three days that he was coming then. So for a period of seven years, this person had convinced poor Amy that they were in a relationship together. I love you so much, Amy. Now, here's here's what I'm hoping happens. Because yeah. clearly, they're not in a relationship together. Well, she... As this gets... And here's what I want to do. Because yeah. this is considered local news, right? This is local and Eagle Point, Oregon. Um, close to where JR resides, right? But what I want to do is... I want to see if this can become national news. And here's why. I want the real Cole Swindle to, to reach out. out to this yeah. lady. Yeah, I want him to comment on it. I want him... To create a loving relationship between the both of them. Mm-hmm. So I would love for Some this. Some redemption th- happy ending story. Of course. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. Is she fucking stupid? Of course she's stupid. Do you feel bad for her? Mm-hmm.
1: I mean. A little bit. She, you know, I know she doesn't fit the profile for MTV's Catfish, but this is a catfish scenario like to the T. To the definition, right? this is a
0: catfish issue. And, and one of the most severe I think I've ever seen. Yeah. This and, is a seven-year-long endeavor.
1: He told me he loves me. I gave him my money.
0: Isn't it crazy? Now, he told me
1: he wanted to have children with me.
0: But also, let's take a look at what she looks like. I sent him pictures of my hoo-ha. Chris, if, if you were to take a look at that, what, how would you define... How would you define Amy? Poor Amy here. Aesthetically.
1: Hmm. Well, she's got a Confederate flag in the background on her wall. That is definitely a Confederate flag. She has a chair with crossbones and skulls on it.
0: Yeah, clearly she doesn't know how to look into a camera lens.
1: No, she's looking at her laptop while the fucking webcam is <laughs> taking a shot of her. Is that
0: glitter above That's her definitely eyes, glitter, or is that like the onset glitter of eyeshadow of eye herpes? Definitely okay. glitter eyeshadow. That's a man's chin. A bit. Yeah. That's also a man's mouth. It looks like it. She's got very, very manly features. I would say all the way up in uh, the facial region. Now, we can sit here all day long and make fun of poor Amy. But here's what a lot of people don't understand. And by the way, I love this post. This lady doesn't know how to type. She clearly doesn't know what a space bar is, but she puts, this has been the hardest thing ever in my life. I don't want anyone to ever have to go through what I'm going through. And that means in terms of she's now just found out that yeah, this all, relationship a farce. Was, was a farce. It was a hoax. Um, but what I haven't divulged in terms of this story Good cigar, by the way. is she actually has a boyfriend. What? She's cheating on someone? She's been cheating on Mike... Michael Winnie, weenie, whiney, whiney. Um, so, mm. you know, I, I, so, so. And he through,
1: sent her a heart.
0: Yeah. And so through this investigatory process that, oh, that JR has certainly helped with, JR sent me, he was like, oh, well, it gets better because here's this other guy, by the way. Oh my God. Her, do you see his profile? Her and her brother. Yeah. Her and her brother are, were born in Groveport, Ohio, which I go to almost weekly. Uh, so so we're associated with these ever, folks from a state don't perspective. Don't ever think
1: we're of the same cloth. Can yeah. I? Um. Okay. Before we get into uh, Michael Winnie, it's important um to at least ad- identify his social profile before we actually explain who he is. Yeah. Do we? Do,
0: so we want to put go, this out go, there for yeah, people go, to see, right? Go
1: back. Yeah. Go back though. Go back. I just want to describe David and, and what. Amy has done to this man. I want you to understand who this man is. He's free. He's white. He's over 21 and loving life. Yeah. He's an ordained minister at American Marriage Ministries. And he's the master of time, space, and
0: demonitions. Not dimensions. <laughs> yeah. I think he's trying to spell I think dimensions. I said
1: dimensions, but it's demonitions. <laughs> yeah. Yes.
0: Uh, he's also the CEO and co-founder at Amateur, so you couldn't spell amateur right, Amateur Internet Photography.
1: And he's a disabled vet and he doesn't work because he's retired.
0: He said, I don't work, I'm retired, but he's also the co-founder and CEO of one organization, the master of time, space, and Demichins. Uh, He is a Finnish gifts inspector at Harry and David. So the guy is... Doesn't work, but he's certainly employed in some sort of fashion. He
1: just posted yesterday. Yeah, this is another. Uh, here, go up go real quick.
0: Also, he, they are engaged, so he's engaged oh, to Amy. Yeah,
1: this is another very, very long line of fake coal swindles. Not the real coal swindle. This is just another scamming one on an iTunes and Amazon cards. When can you make the payment? Do you got the card yet? A scammer.
0: Yeah, that was one of uh, Michael's recent posts. Now, here's what I want to do because I I don't want to stay on this subject matter too long. But here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to ask anybody who's listening to this just to look this gentleman up. His name is Michael Winnie, and it's M-I-C-H-A-E-L-W-I-N-N-E, and he's from, uh, I believe he's from Eagle Point. Yeah. Oregon. So I if you, so. I think if you search by city, maybe not. Though. Uh you would be able to 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 She's clearly in long a long distance
1: relationship, so he could be from God knows where.
0: But but what I want to do is
1: wait, 23 years old? What the fuck was that bullshit? 23 years
0: old. Yeah, so he's also lying about his age, which is fantastic. But I want you guys to see photos of him. There's a few photos um that i think represent michael very very well on his facebook page um just i'm gonna explain one of them now and i'm having a hard time even looking at it without actually throwing up on myself i can't
1: imagine something i'm gonna call him out i can't i have to do it go for it he looks like john huber's half brother that is missing a chromosome
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh that's fucking hilarious oh that is so funny (laughs) Yeah, I definitely like in a long lost, long lost fucking brother. Actually, even like a long lost cousin. Oh, my God. Yeah, I I definitely encourage everybody to check this out. And and you know what? This story is like weird. You hear about scandals and swindles all the time. You hear about those things happening to people. It happens way too often, whether it's a Nigerian prince that's emailing you getting money. But the fact that this one went on for seven goddamn years is out. Fucking rageous to me.
1: I'll always wait for you, Amy. When Cole turns you down, I'll be here. I'll
0: be right here for you.
1: And the reason I'm talking like that is because... Because he I'm looks con- like that? I'm convinced he's like, uh, whats her face in the truth commercial? Yeah, has got the voice box. Uh, Terry. That yeah. My, my grandchildren only hear this noise. <laughs> you know, like, it makes like a <laughs> weird steam pipe noise. But then... He clearly doesn't have teeth
0: either. No, he doesn't. Nope. I'm I sure mean, he you know. Yeah, it's a it's an interesting story, and it's one that I want to see. I want to continue seeing the development. So I'm going to go ahead and stalk her Facebook. I for mean, the why do you need teeth? It's not
1: like you're going to take them with you when you go to heaven. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's
0: true. That's a good point. That's a good point. So hopefully, we can make this one go national uh, by. Miss Amy Lloyd getting swindled by Cole Swindle. The real Cole Swindle. <laughs> the real
1: Cole. I hope, they're, I hope he gets a chance to meet her. Yeah, that'd
0: be fantastic. That'd be so cool. What if he just wrote her like a $50,000 check and so said, sorry for your troubles? Dude, that'd be some selfless love. And then she blows him. Yeah, totally. Um. So this next story is interesting, and everybody knows about it by now, but I'm going to give my take on it. Patriots under Robert Kraft, charged with soliciting prostitution. So he was actually arrested um, as a result of a, it was basically a sex trafficking um, takedown by the police. Hold so on. Was, he was actually caught up when they were investigating and when they were actually. Was he a buyer or a seller? Oh, he was a buyer. Okay. Well, I don't feel as
1: bad yeah I mean, so it's a situation you won't be in, but I thought he was selling So him. the
0: whole thing is this is considered football news to a degree right because, <laughs> because he's because he's, he's the owner right. and it's it's obviously going to make national news, but let's really talk about the severity of the situation yeah. Is it really that severe Also, not only is it that severe, but is it really? For a billionaire, is it really a big deal?
1: I just feel this whole media attention to get it's getting is a little
0: cheesy. I think the, I think the, I think the. <laughs> you're such a turd. <laughs> yeah, it's a, definitely a little cheesy.
1: I feel like this whole thing was just crafted to just undermine him and tear him down.
0: Yeah, you think he would just go out there and try to find some singles? <laughs> That's all I got brain power over. Um but what I think what's I think what's hard about this particular one is that the the investigation that happened was actually for prostitution and human trafficking. So it's not like it's one of those little rub and tug facilities. No, this it is seems like a legit establishment. Yeah, it seems like an establishment. Illegally. Like that's yeah, very very illegal.
1: I just imagine like he goes in there and they're like what can we get? What are you, Mister Kraft? He's like, I want my noodle cheesy.
0: <laughs> oh,
1: you got the perfect one for if, you. What if
0: his demands were always and only P- like that cheese he, puns that he <laughs> and that he every single meal he eats has to have some iteration of his product? It's in, in his it. contract. Yeah, like Kraft makes dressing too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, think about how many Kraft products exist. Totally. In the world. Um, but yeah, so he was actually, because of this investigation, was actually arrested for prostitution, um, soliciting a prostitute. What did
1: I see the hourly rate for prostitution scroll up? So it was like, like 60 to 80 bucks.
0: Really? Not that bad. I mean, I'd spend that. And, and you, if you think about it, the guy's made of more money than we'll ever see in our life. And he's still bargain shopping. He was driven to the spa. So
1: someone else was aware of it.
0: Yeah. He has a, apparently he has a property down close to where it's at. It's in uh, Jupiter, Florida. So he, he's got a property that's not too far away. So I would assume this is probably a, a, a spot that he's hit up numerous amounts of times. But yeah, said the fee for 30 minutes is $59 or $79 for an hour. That's a great fucking deal. And it's that's not a too killer bad. deal, man.
1: For 30 minutes, I mean, it only takes 10. So the, and sometimes quicker. So, you know, I think that's a pretty good hourly rate. Yeah.
0: Yeah, the the best part of this is that he was, I mean, he's clearly in the wrong here. And I love how the spokesman for Kraft said, we categorically deny that Mr. Kraft engaged in any legal activity because it is a judicial matter. We will not be commenting further. Yeah. So I, I love how there's never an admission of guilt ever when it's high-profile people like this. They're just like, nah, like yeah. no, it wouldn't me? No, but you were arrested, and you were in there, and... This is what happens as a result. Yeah. So, your denial, although, I guess you're doing it for legality reasons, is is actually pretty ridiculous. All at the same time. Yeah. But yeah, there you go. You have a high profile guy who just won another Super Bowl.
1: And there's other spas in, the, I guess, around there that they're also now investigating.
0: Yeah, of course. I mean, there's they're all interrelated. Hmm. It's, it's, I think it's hilarious, though, that it's like you get this guy who's on top of the world and just won another Super Bowl, probably has one of the biggest food brands in existence, and yeah. he's paying $59 for a half an hour's worth of pleasure. I know. Uh,
1: you know what? I, I would love for him Frugal. to take this as a learning experience because I think this just comes down to being lonely. The idea Maybe that just bring them in house. You too have next to time. you have to seek attention from a stranger because you're a lonely individual. Right. When in reality, you should be considering finding your loved one. That's why starting today was just announced by Robert Kraft. He is launching his new dating site called Kraft Singles, by which <laughs> uh, single people around the U.S. can meet, um, date, and and hopefully establish a love. long standing loving
0: relationship yeah super admirable yeah. you know what do you do in the face of adversity you turn it just 180 you do you really want to divert attention by creating something over here that's very appealing yeah. and that's exactly what robert Kraft is He's, doing yeah i think it's a great idea super admirable so what about this um jesse smollett cunt What do you think about this whole situation? So Jesse Smollett, for people who don't know, this has been a big part of the news over the recent weeks. Jesse Smollett was an actor on the show Empire. He is knowingly a gay black actor. Um, There's a lot of speculation around why he did this, but when their news was first reported on him getting assaulted, it was these two white guys assaulted me, yelled at me, threw bleach on me, you know, we're screaming "Make America Great Again," blah blah blah. The story came out. He kind of went on this whole press thing. So they were wearing MAGA hats, which is what he wanted. They were wearing MAGA hats. The whole thing, yeah. And you know, I think everybody's spider senses were tingling a little bit because things just weren't adding up. He was asked to have his phone given because he said at the time he was on the phone with his manager. So the police said. Well, give us your phone so we can corroborate what you're exactly. saying. I'm not giving him my phone, and didn't want to give him his phone. Didn't want to give up any additional I, information.
1: I made this point earlier in the week because they were basically saying, "Well, if you can't provide evidence and we've got stuff against you, you need to prove your innocence." Right. So they asked to see his phone, and he goes, "No, I got to tell you, if my option of staying out of prison is to show you my naughty bits on my phone that I'm clearly sending to other gay men." I am more than willing to do so Yeah, for the sake of staying out of prison. I don't care what incriminating, embarrassing things you have on your phone. If it's a means to keep you out of prison,
0: I'm going to do it. I'm going to fucking do it. Yeah, so now, so the thing was, you know, they're trying to figure out, okay, well, who are these two people who caused this beating right like who were these people i hate when that shit happens
1: the honda salesman 249 a month My valley honda
0: It just fucking ruin everything when you're trying to pull shit up it's not the fucking advertisements you fucking pieces of shit anyway um i guess i guess the part for me was and even though there were so many gaps in the story and they were looking for these two individuals who were suspected of assaulting him it's still kind of unclear why he did it in the first place right like I think that's the thing. Weren't that,
1: the two people accused
0: people he was friends with? I so they were they were associated with him. They went to the same gym together. Yeah. So he convinced these two obnoxiously large black guys. They're fucking massive dudes. They were big dudes, yeah. They convinced he convinced them and paid them, I think, thirty five hundred bucks apiece to kind of stage this with him. And as a result, um of course, they couldn't find who they were actually looking for because the suspects were deemed white guys with MAGA hats, the whole thing. And they're like It's not adding up. right? There, we have no evidence to support in what you saying is true,
1: right? Where apparently very few MAGA people even exist.
0: Um, I will tell you this. I frequent Chicago a lot. And the area that he's in, probably not a lot of them around. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so Jesse Smollett is pretty much a piece of shit.
1: Well, if he gets three years, uh, he can hang out with, uh, uh.
0: The old Crosby? The old, yeah. Crosby.
1: You put the the back. I got the pudding in the
0: wrist. Where he was like, you should hire the two white guys not the two black guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's why. so another funny thing about this story to me. Yeah. Was the fact that he hired two giant black dudes. I know. to. to to literally be covered as two white guys with a Hey, hire two white guys. Yeah. Not difficult. No. You give two white dudes thirty five hundred bucks a piece, boom. Right there you got a hate yep. crime. You don't have a hate crime when you hire two black guys. That's just called gang rape. Yeah. <sighs> anyway. Well, you can hang out with old
1: Glazed over, wall eyed Bill Cosby in prison. Old fucking drippy eye. Old drippy eye. Oh, God. I saw him getting hauled off to prison, I think it was last week. <laughs> I thought
0: he was already in prison.
1: Yeah, he probably is. I just saw a photo last week of him being hauled off.
0: He's going to run that prison. He totally is. He's, he's smuggling in fucking jello packets. Oh, yeah. He's trading cigarettes for fucking jello. No, for sure. Yeah, he is. A fucking <laughs> jello mule. <laughs> And the Jello Kingpin. <laughs>
1: put the pudding in. <laughs> <laughs> it's,
0: it's like people who make prison wine, toilet wine. He just starts making toilet Jello. It's <laughs> just about <laughs> the Jello pack. Totally, and just stirs it up in totally, the toilet, totally, freezes totally. it on a pipe. <laughs> totally. <laughs> to put the Jello in the toilet bowl, flush it. Stir this it is up. just
1: one of those moments where the court does have to just better enforce. These types of things and can't just do a small slap on the wrist because I do.
0: I do think charges and prosecution would be best in this instance because there are false accusations that happen all the time. And there's many false accusations and you see documentaries on it. If someone's falsely accused of something, they spent 20 years in fucking prison. Think about how many times that happens. And. There's falsely accused people who spend the rest of their lives in prison or spend the rest of whatever. In this situation, it's not about prison time. It's just about falsely accusing someone and then making the accusation and saying, okay, now it's out in the universe, right? Something that is so, so, what do I want to say, severe and serious as a hate crime, that's something that you want to falsify? Like, come on. I know. Be a better person. So, it's a little frustrating. But anyway, hey, we do have a review today. Yes, we do. This is a good one. This is actually one that um, we reviewed a little bit a while ago, but now we're going to discuss it on the podcast, which I'm excited about, and all you babies should be excited about I as well. I am
1: too. I've heard great things.
0: Yeah, I've heard wonderful, wonderful things. things. Just tons of great feedback. Okay. <laughs> um, so, we're going to take just a quick break. We'll be back at you guys in just a minute. And we're back yep we're back to provide you a review of a cigar that's what we do and we're yeah. gonna do it again today yeah so this is a cigar that as i said previous to this yeah we've already reviewed we've smoked we actually smoked it before it even came out onto the market, it had multiple by iterations months, by months and months. I think I smoked it back in the summer and didn't release until the fall. He didn't even tell us what it was at first. Yeah, no idea. We had no idea, and of course, talking about the Court Reserve by Crown Heads,
1: Court Reserve eighteen Roman numerals. If people can't read the X, the V, and the three I's,
0: Num and Roman numerals. And Roman numerals. Uh, yeah. So this is. A cigar that was an appreciation for the uh, wonderful following that Crown Heads has, which is often referred to as the court.
1: And I'm glad we are taking this time to, to what I would consider smoking a great cigar because I, unfortunately, have committed myself to smoking garbage for the sake of reviewing. Yeah. And I've been smoking a ton of Dolce Vitas. Carolinas, Acids, and Mint Javas, which I still love, but I just can't stomach them anymore.
0: Why are you smoking these cigars?
1: Uh, yeah, you know, it's just like, where does the, where does the bell curve start? How, you know, how good is something if you'd never, you know, it's like the idea of sea level. Sea level is this idea that it's like this middle point, right? But it doesn't account for everything below that, right? We've always measured things above sea level. We've never said above the mantle. Do you see what I'm saying?
0: Above the core. Above, above the, the core. Okay. So there's this,
1: all this space in between
0: the absolute zero. So are you trying to see how low the floor gets? Yes. Okay, that's fair. Yes. Yeah. And it gets low. But the problem is, is you enjoy it. I do kind of enjoy it. You do, You enjoy it. I do. Yeah. You're a basement dweller <laughs> when it comes to cigars.
1: I like the challenge of pushing it.
0: You disgust me. But this isn't one of those this cigars. This is not one. This is the one that's floating in the clouds. Now, okay, so... You know what? Never mind. I was gonna say <laughs> I was gonna say something, but I think I'm gonna hold it. I'm gonna reserve my comment until mm, keyword, but yeah, uh, until the very end of this, okay. and and you'll understand why, and and I'll make sure that I make sure. the connection. But we are reviewing the Crown Heads Court Reserve today, which, again, we had the first iteration of, and that was i think i think when we smoked it was probably four months before it released it was months before the actual roughly release. Yeah. roughly and and there was multiple samples provided so there's one that i smoked um current to that and then one that i held on to um right around the december time frame so close to six right. months we, i let one just kind of set and we smoked
1: it right when it was Technically in production, at, the, well, at least at B&M's. It was fresh.
0: yeah. put it that way. And then, yeah, smoked um, smoked the second sample later on. Yeah. Um, but before we get into the breakdown of the review, Chris, how do we review these little Muppets?
1: It's a wonderful process. I love doing it every week. Each cigar review is based on our six-point rating scale, Corey. Broken down to three main categories, can you guess what
0: those are? Um, construction. Mm-hmm. Buh. Buh. Sound it out. Burn. Sound it out.
1: Burn. Think of the word and say it. Burn. Burn. Correct. Okay. And, and there's a third one. Tea- T- T- since I said, three main categories. Sound it out.
0: Tater. Close. Mm. Pod nope, d- starting off
1: with the wrong letter. T-
0: taste. Taste.
1: All oh, good job. Taste. We then see if the cigar is worth the price for possible bonus or penalty points. And then finally, we average out our individual scores, giving you guys our total cigar rating out of six. And I promise you, when you get scared of six, I only know the breakdown based on a common denominator of five. Well, we'll we'll do the math for you.
0: Yeah, don't worry, baby. Don't you worry. We'll do the math. I think this podcast has actually given me a better level understanding of mathematics. Just because I'm always having to do fractions, fractions, and, and
1: ratios, and yeah, we do averages in our
0: scoring systems, and yeah. roundups, and so. Thank you, Mr. Stevens. Your class was relevant. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so. Let's get into it. Sure. Let's break this bad boy down. Let's bake this bad boy down. Let's break this bad boy down.
1: Now, we've had the Buckeye Land, and we know that that came from the Drew Estate factory. But this one, while it came out relatively around the same time period, I mean relatively, meaning quarter four, it actually comes from a
0: different factory. It does. What factory does it come from?
1: Tabacla Serra La Alejana
0: S.A. So that's the Creo Factory, right? That's the Creo
1: Factory, I believe, yeah. Awesome. But, like the signature brand, which I have explained to. Yeah, uh, that is the Creo Factory. Uh, which I've explained to John in recent text messages, there's something signature about something that Crownheads does, and it's almost with a majority of their cigars. And would you like to know what that is, people? The rapper is San Andreas. But that's not all the time. Not it's, all the time, but. To me, but yeah, that's do, one of their I, most signature rappers.
0: Yeah, okay. I, 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 do, I do kind of agree.
1: And the binder is an Ecuadorian. I like that. Okay. Fillers. <laughs> you know what it is. If you've smoked a Crown Heads, you know exactly what it is. Do you know what it is, Corey?
0: I know what it is.
1: Okay, listeners. What do you think it is? I'll give you three seconds to say it aloud.
0: Three. Two. One. You'd happen to be right. (laughs) You're right. You got it. You got it. It's Nicaraguan.
1: And if you said anything but Nicaraguan, well, go back to uh, uh, just stop smoking. (laughs) Uh, And then we had it in the, I believe, was it the Robusto or was it the. I want to because we had it in multiple vitolas.
0: So the one that I scored this on was the robusto. I, I think mine was I've the had robusto it too. In every vitola, because
1: we yeah I did too. Because I think we wanted to make a concerted effort to like pick, try to keep a, the consistent the size, size consistent. Yep. So we smoked it in the robusto, which is a five by fifty, very standard size. And it, and it and it comes it comes out with some fifty cents. Jesus crown heads, what is up with your pricing? Ten dollars cigars, and then you go down to the Juarez. For $5?
0: How do you do it?
1: Why do you? Why?
0: Huh? Make up your mind on pricing.
1: Yeah. Crazy. Some, something's happening. Something's happening. Something's happening. Here. Anyways. So let's get to the breakdown. I got to tell you. Let's let's, you know, it's construction, right? Let's start off with construction like any good cigar reviewer will do. You do you think
0: we'll ever go in reverse? No. Definitely not.
1: No, because you know, when you get served a meal, you see it on the menu first. You see them lay it out on the table in front of you on your plate. You don't know what it tastes like yet. All you can go by is the appearance. Same thing here, right? You got to know what it looks like you got to give it the once-over is a steak-cooked medium or, or well-done like my father would order. Yeah. You know? You
0: Not know. my father cigar. Not L- our literal our father. Our literal father.
1: Yeah. So I think when it comes to the court reserve, and I would say for a lot of Crown Heads cigars in general, they, I do find their construction to be top-notch. Yeah. One of the top ones in the industry. Whether even and it, you know what, it, it almost doesn't matter what factory is being used to produce the cigar. It seems like Crown Ed's always has a really good,
0: consistent, good construction quality. I would agree, and actually, I just cited that a few minutes ago because we just received a few samples of the the new the Hawaiian release, the pin, the pinuru. Yep. Um, and I literally, so the camera's on, and I don't know if I'm actually going to put this in a clip, but this is it, and. Literally, just looking it over aesthetically, even with the cellophane over it, I was like, God damn, man. I was like, Look at the wrapper on that thing. That wrapper's just gorgeous, just absolutely beautifully constructed. Real dark, kind of marbled. I I think that's just something that if you're going to put that, well, I would have to imagine some people do, but in the case of, let's say, crowned heads, you're always putting that quality as a top priority, Mm -hmm. right? You always have to make sure from a flavor perspective that it, it meets the need of what you want, what you envision. But you also have to have the quality component interlaced in there as well. That's one thing Crown Heads always does a really good job of. And like you said, no matter where the cigar is being produced, that's always top of mind. So you always get, at least from a construction perspective, it's always a good outcome. Yeah, I've never seen one where I'm like, ugh.
1: Yeah. They're kind of like the Trans-Siberian Orchestra, right? There's a lot of people in the band and occasionally people will leave and new people step in. There'll be new conductors. But no matter who they put in there, it always is a trans-Siberian orchestra. Yeah. It's always that same level of quality and entertainment. That's true. And I think that's how these, these crown Head cigars are, man. It's like, even though you change out the conductor, AKA manufacturer, it's always like, right. it's, it always feels like a crown heads, you know, cigar. It always tastes like one and it always right. f- looks like one
0: anyways obviously pretty identifiable based upon those characteristics alone yeah
1: totally so the construction firmness very firm cigar oiliness of course even with it being as fresh when we had it the nice San andreas wrapper with the nice dark marbling great great kind of sheen to it flaws hell no if there was one i would call john out on it
0: yeah (laughs) yeah like dude (laughs) he knows when he asks for feedback now yeah
1: he does so he does, and he's very self. You you people should understand this, John. John in particular. I don't know how Mike feels about it, but John is very self critical about their production of cigars. Yeah,
0: and it he, does seem that way, doesn't it? It does, and, th- yeah. and that's a good thing. I think there's gonna be a point because I've I've always been able to give an honest opinion, mm-hmm. and and I'll always give an honest opinion about everything, except there may be a time where I I more or less make it some sort of prank which i'm saying it now so it's <laughs> prefacing the idea that this is going to happen in the future but if you ever ask for feedback i'm gonna go dude this is just like throw it fucking away throw it away start at the beginning hit the reset button toss a nuke on that one ain't happening yeah go back to the drawing board this fucking blows yeah this cigar blows even though now he'd know that i'd do that but <laughs> then it's gonna yeah. get to the point i'm gonna have to pull a whole fucking jesse Smollett to get myself out of a fucking lie <laughs> yeah see that's what happens when you fabricate stories people so what do you think about the construction construction's amazing on this cigar and even in the first samples that we had it's again i can't really say too much outside of what i've already said but there's an expectation that i think there already always is with Head crownhead cigar. And it's never a sacrifice of production, ever. It's always, it seems like there's always consistency, there's always some standard that's set for quality, and they always hit that mark. I've never had one where I look at it and go, okay, well, that's substandard, like, you know what I mean? Like Why why is this constructed like this? This looks like, you know, a garbage fucking mm-hmm. cigar. It seems like they're always on point, no matter where they're made from. So um, the construction for me was as anticipated honestly, on a Santa Crown head cigar is i i'm not going to give it like you know prestigious shout outs for anything but i'm also not there was no flaws i didn't see there was no errors in production at all i'll put it that way
1: we the jury find the court reserves construction and its quality and presentation to be stellar guilty of being awesome. Guilty of being awesome.
0: Uh, So what do you think about the burn?
1: Okay. So um, I've never really particularly had burn issues with a crown head cigar. Like never. Um, I think even out of the batch of like 30 plus (laughs) Lost Calaveras I had over the summer, I think I had one that had a tight draw. (laughs) Yeah. uh, No difference here. and. Consistency burn pretty damn evenly, Uh, draw pretty dang nice. Usually pretty voluminous smoke, white, creamy, yeah, like milk that has come out of the cigar. That gravity does not affect. Just milk, just pouring out of my face.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. Like if you were to toss milk in a space capsule and just let it right, just let it float,
1: float through the air nice yeah that's what it was like now what about that whole test though what is the whole test we sit it down for five minutes see if it's still lit that we can still smoke it after we put it down that's what we do now did it pass the whole test (laughs) of course it did and if it didn't nice i would have some very very mean things to say to john me too yep what the fuck like what the fuck dude you make a me with this piece of shit (laughs)
0: <laughs> Send me more samples. <laughs> yeah. Um, I agree with you in terms of is extremely consistent. That's one thing that I really loved about smoking this particular cigar is that there's never really any anticipated challenges. You know, even from the beginning, right? So there's times where it's like you gloss over the construction, you say, Okay, well, I can anticipate something here based upon you may feel a little bit of void and space within the cigar, and you just go, okay. Probably gonna go out at this particular point. Um, the consistency for me was exactly what I expected. Pass the hold test just fine. What I thought was better than average to me was the draw on the cigar. Agreed. It was fucking phenomenal. So this is a point that I want to make is that that great flavor that you get from the cigar, which we'll talk about, having the really full, heavy smoke and also getting that with ease of draw is that's what you want to see. And that cigar did just that. So I was really appreciative of the fact that even smoking this cigar, that not even flavor involved, from that perspective and a burn perspective, it was top-notch. Yeah,
1: Your Honor, we find Crown Heads to be guilty of a consistent burn, guilty to two accounts of hold tests, and guilty to two accounts of great draw.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. This court is adjourned. <laughs> yeah. Um, so here's the obviously the most highly anticipated piece of what we do on these breakdowns, and that is the flavor. Oh yeah. I want to take the lead on this. Yes. I'm I'm getting ready. I'm just flexing. And here's just... <laughs> here's why I'm taking the lead. Okay. The first iteration of the cigar that I had I don't want to say first iteration, the very first cigar that I smoked. Mm-hmm of the court reserve being back months before they were actually released. I didn't really like, I didn't enjoy it that much. I, I thought for all the characteristics and qualities we already talked about within the construction and the burn. Yeah. I love those. I just wasn't in love with the flavor. It, it to me seemed, and we talk about this a lot, and this is something that is talked about a lot with some crown head cigars is that it was very fresh. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the reason why I smoked one and set one aside, which I do very often with most cigars, but I do it a lot often with crown head cigars as well. It's not that I don't like a fresh flavor of a cigar, but if anybody's ever smoked something that really hasn't kind of marinated a little bit Guilty. in itself, you'll understand what I'm talking about. Oh. And I think most cigar smoker, I say cigar smokers, not people who smoke cigars, I took that from at Patina. I really liked it. Mm -hmm. And I think I told him I was going to use it. So there it was. Bam. Um, People who smoke cigars or cigar smokers, I think understand that. And if at one point in time have smoked something and went, ah, and then maybe let something sit for six months and went, oh, the reason I bring that up in terms of not really enjoy, it's not that I didn't like the cigar. It just wasn't, I didn't think it was great. Yeah. I was like, okay, I'm to me it just kind to me it factored a blend and just the rest of the cigars that I smoke often and it it it, Oh my god, you tell me we're gonna have a hang jury. It wasn't it wasn't my favorite, I'll put it that way. Yeah. Now Oh wait. Let's fast forward six months. Mm -hmm. And this is the difference in my and literally these two cigars came from the exact same batch sent to us at the exact same time. Yeah. Six months later, and I have the date of when I smoked this cigar. I smoked it on December, I think it was December 30th. Mm -hmm. So it would have been New Year's Eve. That's a good New Year's present. I smoked the other one, at which wasn't the one that I reviewed, by the way. So one that had a little bit of age on it to the degree of six months, six months after I smoked the original one, was so profoundly different in terms of flavor. And quite honestly, being a huge Crownhead fan, period, and one of my favorite cigars being the Mule Kick, and I love the La Creme Bellicoso. There's so many cigars in the lineup that I've fallen in love with over the years. I really do enjoy them. Smoking that court reserve six months later made that my favorite cigar. That's how difference, how much of a difference six months made for me. Yeah. Legitimately, when I smoke that cigar now, I absolutely fall in love with it over and over and over again. So in terms of just allowing it to rest, in terms of just kind of keeping it marinating in itself, I guess, mm-hmm. <laughs> not giving it a bath, just letting it sit in the tub, soaking up its own yeah. juices, six months made a massive difference for me. So what I smoked and what I've reviewed since is the cigar I love and admire and will continue smoking and has literally cr- climbed in the rankings of one of my all-time favorite Head cigars, if not my all-time favorite. Now. Here's what's frustrating. This is technically a limited production cigar, which makes me very upset. Miguel, I, and I don't remember John ever telling us that, but Miguel told me that. And I immediately got pissed off. And I kind of challenged him <laughs> a little bit because uh, Miguel's part of our Facebook group. And someone had mentioned something and Miguel goes, uh, you know, get them while you can. They're limited production, blah, blah, blah. And we were all like, no, 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 no. Don't, no limited production, keep them going. So I'm here telling you now, you got to keep this cigar going. This is not one, I think it would be unwise to discontinue this cigar. I think it's that good. It is literally one of my favorite Head cigars, and I buy it on Many, many occasions just at B&M's. If I see it and I see it on the shelves, I'll grab one and smoke it because I love it that and much. And the
1: 6x46 or 6x48 of it too
0: is really good. That Vitola is my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. So we reviewed this based on the Robusto. I don't know how, what the difference, the impact difference would have been from a flavor perspective. I assume the Not other things lot. categorically would have been similar. Um, but More. that is my favorite Vitola. It's actually the, my favorite Vitola that Crown Heads ever produces
1: yeah it's uh to me it's just a little bit more tangy because there's more wrapper to deal with uh comparative to fillers but um <laughs> i mean i've smoked it in every vitola and uh and i've had it at it's very different ages and there's not a bad vitola and there's that's, not a bad that, that's kind of a
0: crazy thing is like we always talk about this um and it's something that you really really want to pay attention to when you buy a cigar right the Vitola makes all the difference. It completely changes the, the flavor profile of a cigar, 100%. Mm-hmm. So there are certain blends that you can smoke and say, okay, well, I really like the blend itself, but in a different Vitola, is going to be vastly different than the other one. When we score and review cigars, it's in a particular Vitola. We're not saying it's the best one. We just try to keep things consistent. But there may be a better Vitola for that cigar. A 6x46 or 6x48 may be the better one. The Robusta may be a better one. A Churchill may be a better one. Something that's thicker ring gauge may be the better one Uh based upon the characteristics of the blend. That does happen. And it's something that always needs to be noted. So when we say on here that we really like this cigar, it's in this particular Vitola. You go out and buy another Vitola, you may not like it as much. Yeah. You may like it more.
1: And listen, because it comes with that San Andreas wrapper, guess what? You get
0: that tanginess,
1: and I love
0: that. Yeah, that the, I. you know what? It's weird. It's like I really liked San Andreas wrappers, and then I kind of got away from them, and then I got back into San Andreas wrappers yeah. again. So,
1: I love the tanginess. Yeah, I do too. Um, and I, I think the Ecuadorian binder just attributes just a little bit of earthiness to it. Um, and obviously with Nicaraguan fillers you're getting that nice medium spice.
0: What's what's crazy and what I love about this cigar is that even though it has some of those traditional Nicaraguan um flavors Flavor that you're profiles. gonna drive, yeah. it also is it's different in the fact that it's it's not super toothy. It's it's very smooth. Like this cigar is it is smoother. I feel like it it it's smoother than you would anticipate. Like this is not a hard cigar to smoke at all. It isn't too spice forward. It isn't. It isn't too laced with a whole bunch of pepperiness. It's actually really smooth, and there's parts of it where it's like it's pretty creamy it and sweet. It might just
1: be. It just might be Nicaraguan Seco, man. Just but like it really mostly. does.
0: I do agree with you as far as it has that those tangy and yeah. almost bitter characteristics, which you know I love. Yeah, totally. S- someone, and this is a total tangent, but I just want to bring it up. Um, someone made a comment yesterday on one of my posts and I posted a picture of the La Grande Fuerte, which I really like mm-hmm. that cigar just smoked another one actually earlier this week I'm a huge fan of that cigar and the more I smoke it the more I like it and it has some of those bitter and tangy characteristics which is what I think <laughs> what I like and the person who commented said he's like I don't know man it just tastes like burnt coffee and I was like yeah it kind of does and that's kind of what I like about it yeah so if you're not a burnt coffee fan you know, a coffee fan, you don't like that that bitterness, that better, yeah. you're probably not going to like it. But he was kind of right. I was like, and I did tell him, I was like, you should give it another try. Um, but in all honesty, it does kind of taste a little bit like burnt coffee. But I like that bitterness. Like, yeah. I love that in that cigar. And this kind of has that same thing. It has that tangy bitter, but it's also really smooth. And the, to me, that's really weird. Having those two things together is, is odd. And, but I think that's what I like. I think that's what works for me when I smoke something like this. I think the rest has a
1: lot to play in that as well. Um, typically, wilder
0: did. cigars that are more fresh will be a little bit more harsh on yeah. the burn. Um, yeah, and just to put it in perspective, so I smoked one of the cigars that you rolled. Mm-hmm. And this was months after we've been in the Dominican. So that, that, it doesn't get any fresher than what you rolled at yeah. the time of which you smoked it. Fast forward a couple months, your cigar was still fresh. It was. It still had not fresh. sit as long as it needed to I sit. I agree. And I could tell that by smoking it. And I think that's what, I ha- that's what it was for me the first time I smoked the court reserve. Um, it probably didn't help that we were out in literally 100 degrees building a fucking shed. It I was know. so hot. God damn, it was hot. And that's when I smoked the cigar. It was on that day. Um, but you fast forward six months, you allow that thing to settle, and you just let it rest and let it age appropriately. Dude, it completely changes the cigar totally. And for me, way for the better. I mean it went for probably one of my least favorite Crown Head cigars to my most favorite Crown Head cigar literally in a jump in 6 months. Yeah. And I will also say this. I think the I think the court and the people on the bench would agree. I think the entire courtroom agrees that the fact that this cigar is one of the best Crown Head cigars that is produced in 2018 and actually may be one of the best produced overall, in my opinion. And there's a lot of people online and certain forums that I've seen that were like, yeah, Crownhead's fucking nailed this one. Yeah. So don't make it limited production. That's all I'm saying.
1: Yeah. We should petition. We should get signatures.
0: No further questions, Your Honor.
1: We should get a petition started. We'll get a bunch of signatures and we'll send it to John and Mike.
0: What if it didn't even take that? What if we're just like, don't let this go away? All
1: right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> cool. We'll keep it going. I think that just keeps the demand. I just, depend. you know what I'm saying? Like sometimes it's a marketing hey, They're going to make a business decision too.
0: And I'm not a part of that business. So this is just from a pure consumer perspective. Yeah. I don't want it to go away because I like it that much. I really do. I enjoy this cigar to a degree that I, and there's so many good crown head cigars and I have so fucking many at home and I've smoked so many of them. It. So I can say, I can literally compare it to every single thing in their lineup for the most part. There's some things I haven't had, but like even now I have the 2014 TT Wait you ever get to try that Black Lab, Hedley Grange. Dude, I, I still, I have so many that I have That's to tasty. smoke, right? So, so given that it's like, yeah, I can comparatively, I can say it's one of the so, best.
1: So what can we say? This might be actually the best flavor Crown Heads we've had to date.
0: Yeah, it may be. I it love may be the Buckeye for me, Land.
1: I have a lot of pride in the Buckeye Land. I still think it's a great cigar. Yeah, me too. Um, I've had every single line that Crown Heads has put out, except for very, very exclusive ones like some of the TAA lines, and and uh, I've, I've even had like Mason Dixon's at this point. I've I've had all of them. Yeah. It is real. I mean, it probably is. <laughs> it probably is the best one.
0: Yeah. The Core Reserve. Yeah. And it shouldn't go anywhere. But For everything I've had, and I know there's a lot of people, it's like 2014 Las Calaveras. I think this is better than that. Oh, did I just say that? Oh, did that just come out of my mouth? Oh, no, the holy grail of cigars that Crown Heads has ever made. And everything should be produced based upon that platform. Did I just say that? Yeah, I fucking said it. I said it. Now, I haven't had a 2014 in a while. But I said it. I think this cigar is a better cigar than the 2014. Lost calaveras i, I do mean,
1: i think most people if they took us if they were able to time jump time travel and then smoke everything they've smoked up to date today 2019 right and it's like oh but i really want that 2014 los calaveras that's like my favorite and you had a machine and you travel back in time to 2014 when him and mike john and mike are releasing their 2014 lost calaveras blend and you smoke it again i kind of feel like you'd be surprised i think you've been like yeah that's good but now that i've had so much it doesn't it's probably not as good as the court
0: reserve and some of the other later it may blends. not be
1: you know what i'm saying i
0: think it's all an evolution i agree and no one. Can, if the best cigar you ever produced was four years ago, and you haven't produced you anything better, you be better be out of business. Yeah, that's not good. That's not good. <laughs> I agree.
1: And so, when it comes down to, we both love it. Signature Crown Heads fashion blends, and that lovely San Andreas wrapper. Beautiful label that does stick out with its red and gold and black. We gotta ask ourselves, though. Is it worth nine fifty? I'll pause for a moment.
0: Yes, yes. The answer is yes. It is
1: worth nine. It's $9. 50. definitely worth nine fifty for sure. And you get it. You can select it out of multiple vitolas. I will say this: if you're going to pick one, choose your Busto or the six x forty-eight or six x forty-six. Six x forty-six. I can't remember what it is. It's one of those. Um. So, I think it's that time. What did you rate? We got to know how the jury really sees this.
0: Yeah. What's the verdict?
1: We, the jury, have decided that the 2018 court reserve has received a 5.52 rating out of six, equaling a 91.9%.
0: Woo-wee. So let's just call it 92. Yours was very similar. Oh, that's what just yours was? That was just mine. Oh, I thought you blended the two together. No, I did not. 5.52 was mine. 5.52. I gave this cigar a 5.55 rating, which is a combined score of a 5.53. And if we divide that by six, it is a 92.25. We're going to round it down to a 92. Hell, Fucking yes.
1: Much deserved.
0: I think that's actually a really appropriate score based upon both of our, and we didn't actually smoke these together, by the way. We did not. So you did yours completely separate from mine. And I think even from what I hear from other people who have smoked and enjoyed this cigar, and I think a lot of people were surprised by how good it was, I think it's quickly become one of the best Crownhead cigars by public opinion, not just by reviewer opinion, which there's a lot of great reviews on this cigar. And I, I really do think that was surprising to people. I think there's no doubt that Crown Heads always produces great cigars. But I think, candidly, if I can speak just between you and I, let's, just, let's pretend no one's listening right sure. now. The 2018 Las Calaveras was released.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: There was the anticipation around the Buckeye Land, mm-hmm. which was a hu- not only a huge release for Ohio, but it, it gained attention nationally. And then here you have third of those two things. You have the court reserve that in my opinion is hiding in the shadows of the release of the other twos. It's though, like yeah. It's like the it's like the it's like the it even though it was released last it was almost like the middle child. Doesn't yeah. get a lot of attention paid to it. It's just kind of just kind of interlaced and interwebbed and all these other big things that are happening in these other two releases. It was like the Brady bunch. I mean, they pumped
1: out a lot of exclusive releases this year. The you know, they had the Heli Grange that they announced at the end of last year. Right. They had, I believe, the Bellicosa
0: made its appearance last year. There was a lot of stuff. There was a lot of stuff. The Mule Kick had its return. Right. So then you had the 2018 Mule Kick, which was like a that was a big deal.
1: There was you obviously had the state exclusives that constantly make their appearance every year.
0: Like there, it was like the Brady Bunch, man. I I, I did think that it, that the Court Reserve didn't have the same hype, the industry hype around it, and I don't know if that was the lack of attention that. That John and the Crowd Heads camp just, you know, hey, we're going to put it out and we're going to do a release, but yeah. we're not going to, it's not going to be this grandioso, it's not going to be this grandioso thing. We're yeah. just going to kind of slip it into shelves and see what happens. I just think it didn't have the same drive behind the other two. It didn't have that same hype, but it's almost what I like about it the most is that it just made its way into the marketplace and then people went, holy fuck, this thing's amazing. Yeah. And the fact that, and in my opinion, eclipsed the other two that had more hype around them is really cool. Again, it frustrates me that it's limited production. It really does. And a lot of Crown Head cigars are limited production. This one in particular, I, I just, I strongly feel and will make a case for that this one needs to just continue on if it's possible. May not be possible. I
1: carry all my way
0: just my opinion. But I think that score is absolutely appropriate. I think the dollar amount for the cigar is very That's appropriate. Right. I think fruit. it's right where it yep. needs to be. As a matter of fact, I would even I would be willing to pay $10 for the cigar for sure. This
1: is a cigar for any occasion, no doubt about that. And, but this is a cigar that I would
0: caution beginning smokers getting their hands on. It, it, there's complexity to the flavor. You I might. don't even know if I'm going to say so much the nicotine. I think the complexity of the flavor... Yeah, is is something that a new cigar smoker no. may not. It's it would be almost like drinking like a double IPA your first your first right. round. no the, only the thing flavor you've...
1: doesn't change drastically, but you mm-hmm. do get hints of different bitter and tanginess out of it with the medium spice. It kind of continues along the path. It, it's it is a very consistent cigar, both in burn and flavor. And uh, <sighs> all I can say for a beginning smokers that once you feel like you're ready to
0: graduate from your acids, pick it up. Yeah. Give it a try. Yeah, I think, I think this is a great cigar, which I have a part of my regular rotation. So I bought, I bought four more about a month ago. Yeah. So I have them just kind of stocked and stored. And, and I'll let those kind of keep, you know get a few months under, under their belts before I pick one out. I actually label it. I put the dates on, each, on all four of them just so I yeah. had them.
1: <laughs> hey, friend, put down the Dolce Vidas. Put this in your mouth. Hey, friend, put down those Carolina Slims.
0: Put, Put this, this in your mouth. Yeah, this this is this would actually be a pretty good graduation cigar. If you're going yeah. from from one flavor profile to another, if there's something that you are used to smoking and you just want to try to advance and try something different, this is not going to be a turn off cigar. I think it's one that has enough in terms of flavor enhancement, but isn't so overly nicotine no, impactful. Definitely not. Right? I think it's it's a good transition cigar in my
1: Put opinion. down the Drew Estate Cafes. And your Gurkhas.
0: What's a Drew Estate Cafe
1: Oh, sorry. Javas. Um, Yeah, I think you meant Nub Cafe. Yeah, I did. I blended the two. Put down your fucking Gurkhas, man. Pop one of these in your mouth. You see what I'm saying? You see where I'm going with this? I'm telling you, rise above the sea level. Does that make sense? Yeah. Let's revert this back to... Back to the point when I was making that. There is a tear... Of garbage below sea level. And I'm
0: smoking them. Yeah, Put that shit down. Because I know you were smoking them You really do it so other people don't have to. I do. You're making a sacrifice for the greater humanity. Put
1: that shit down. Smoke something above sea level. Quit drowning in this sea
0: of shit cigars. Yeah. There ain't no need for it. There ain't no need for it. Um, All right. Cool. Crown heads over. That officially comes to a conclusion on the court reserve. Yep. Which I was pretty excited about. Yep. Um, do we have other questions, shout-outs, would-you-rathers? I I, I told myself I would hold the would-you-rathers this week, but I think we may be able to do, like, two of them.
1: We do have a couple shout-outs, or, or, yeah, and then, um, uh, and then we'll do, like, we'll do a shout-out or so. Okay. This first one comes out to us from Troy Wildberger. Would you rather marry Olivia Munn or Jennifer Gardner? I'll keep it clean. <laughs> oh, interesting! What an easy. Um, well, I know Olivia Munn has relationship issues, and so I'm a little bit apprehensive committing myself to her. Even though she, I think she's a very pretty girl. Dude, she's gorgeous. Jennifer Gardner uh, is. Um, well, you know, I get sick of seeing her on the commercials. I feel like Jennifer Garner is like more. She has low self esteem
0: issues because now she does I, credit card commercials. But I think she would be the better wife. Probably. Um, she just looks more homely than Olivia Munn, in my opinion. So it, it depends on what you're looking for. If you're looking for a bang ability, Olivia Munn's probably your go to. If you're looking for a good mother for your kids, I think Jennifer Garner the way to go. Yeah, but I just Jennifer Garner just strikes me as having low self-esteem. Yeah, but that's what you want in a woman.
1: Oh, you, uh, you want to keep her below you. Yeah. You want to keep her under control. <laughs> yeah. Don't
0: think she's isn't better that, than you. Isn't that Isn't that what all guys do? I mean, <sighs> I guess low self-esteem worth millions of dollars. She's Is there is there a better woman to marry? She's
1: like, I'm out doing these credit card commercials, and all you do is sit at home and play on your fucking video games. <laughs> it's like, by the way, I need. Can you like? Can I like have ten thousand dollars? I'm gonna go out and shopping today. Yeah, yeah I, love com- I love you. I love you.
0: Complete role reversal. <laughs> yeah. I, I would have to say Olivia Munn, and and I'm saying that based upon attractiveness. Olivia Munn is is much more beautiful than Jennifer Garner, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I, Olivia Munn, I would probably also um, choose because she gives me the Olivia munchies. And, uh, (laughs) he's just shaking his head off. He's just like, stop with these fucking puns. Um, I would pick her as well. Even though I'd have a little, I'd be a little bit paranoid whether she's cheating on me. Not because she's hot, just because I know she's, she seemingly seems
0: like that type. Um, Olivia Munn. Yeah, Jennifer Gardner looks like she does too much charity. <laughs> it's a real turnoff for me.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, Olivia Munn, I think is what I'd go with.
0: Olivia, Olivia Munn's gonna, she's gonna fuck your dick and then punch you in the face at the same time. Yeah, and I like that. Yeah. All right, so settled. We both agree that Olivia Munn is the one we'd marry. Olivia Munn. She'd keep, marry. Things, she'd keep things exciting. Probably. All right, what's next? This next one comes out to us from Jamie
1: Taylor. I thought I would never fucking read your goddamn questions again. Or was it pulsey? Yeah. Would you rather fight a tiger or a grizzly
0: bear? Ugh. None of them look like a happy outcome. So what I think what you have to realize is which one Killing where does de- death <laughs> come fastest? Yeah, totally. Um, I've seen what's that movie? Um, with Leonardo DiCaprio where that grizzly bear just tosses around like a rag doll.
1: Oh, I love that. Uh, uh,
0: without a paddle, definitely not. No. Without a Paddle is a comedy.
1: Yeah, but he gets picked up by a group. Yeah, but it, it's around.
0: very cartoonish the way that it happens. Sure. <laughs> I'm talking about the movie where Leonardo DiCaprio literally gets like mauled by the bear. revenant. Revenant. Um, If that's any indication of what all bear attacks are like, I'm going with the tiger. Because I don't want, because I've seen other, and people have said this before, who've survived like bear attacks, is they like kind of fuck with you. Like they'll toss you around and they'll like, step on the back of your neck they'll bite the back of your neck and shit and then pick you up and throw you over here and then kind of huddle over you that sounds horrendous. like just giving you a sense of i'm controlling you bitch yeah like it's just You're mine i think i think a lion would or did you say a lion or a tiger? tiger either way i think a tiger's just gonna fucking kill you it would go for your neck and it's gonna go neck. it's gonna puncture your neck it's gonna break your neck probably i feel like you die a lot quicker with a tiger than you do with a
1: grizzly. Southern India, they have man eating tigers and people get killed by tigers
0: every year. That's pretty sweet, actually. They're, they're sounds like, awful, but also sounds real cool at the yeah. same time. Where they just like drag you out of your little camp?
1: They, yeah, they like prey on people. Um, Damn, that's nuts. And uh, it was a, I watched a very, very long documentary about india that was like multiple episodes but it basically covered northern himalayas all the way down to the southern tip yeah and it was talking about south southern india basically has like fucking man-eating tigers that's super interesting
0: yeah i i think tigers are the way to go i would pick a tiger too
1: um plus they're gorgeous and you know i'd rather get killed by something gorgeous
0: they are very majestic, aren't they? Yeah, totally. Yeah, tigers super majestic. and I think a grizzly bear is very cool, very powerful. I mean, just think about, dude. Bears are pretty dope. They are, but I just don't want to get. I don't want to be face to face. I would much t- rather be face to face with a tiger than I don't want to be toyed with. Yeah, they dude, they fucking do that shit. They're like gorillas. They like smash your head and then just huddle their like hold you in their arms and then as soon as you try to move, they snap your neck. Oh, god, that's, that's fucking the shit grizzlies that's do, dude, man. fucking with my head right it's now. It's not a quick it's not a quick death, dude. People will be like bear attacks. I'm going to get It's like, long lasting.
1: I want to get like a fucking grenade installed in my body. And if I ever feel like I just need to hit a, it just quickly, just button. hit a button and just blow my
0: head off. It's actually not a bad idea. Yikes. Yeah, uh, so okay, get, hey, we agree on two. That's 2 out of 2. Uh we're both picking the tiger. Yeah. Yeah,
1: totally. Let's so
0: let's do one more. Do we have one
1: more? We have one more and we'll do one shout out. Okay. Uh, would you rather drink rail vodka or beer that has been open for 5 days? Now, this one actually got a lot of attention before we even addressed it. A lot okay. of people saying that uh uh, you know, beer is probably the worst, but rail vodka is by far the cheapest vodka that bars use and by itself is uh, I guess horrendous. Um I do have experience with both. I do have experience with both. But I will allow you to take the floor, Corey, if you want to, Whether you have questions or thoughts.
0: I don't know anything about rail vodka. I know it's, it's, I'm assuming, made for well drinks, right? Is it actually called, is it rail vodka in terms of that's what it is or is, or is rail a term used you, for you well vodka? You remember pop vodka, right? Yes. Go below that. That's what rail vodka is? Yeah. Okay. So it's a type of, it's actually a type of vodka. So, so, so here's my thing I don't like any well vodkas. And, and so this may be specific to me. I'm a very big vodka drinker. Mm-hmm. At a minimum, I standardize on Tito's. Same. That's like my go to if I'm having, you know, if I'm, if I'm going to have like a, a vodka cocktail, I default to Tito's. Anything less than that, I, I notice it and it's disgusting. So I noticed bad vodkas, especially if it's like well drinks. Now, here's the other part of it. Vodka is higher alcohol content. So it being good for you, not good for you in terms of purity mm. is going to be much different than that of a beer that's been exposed to the elements for five days. Where it's yeasty, Where it's, lost it, right. yeasty it's lost its carbonation. Because this is an open beer, right? Is yeah. that what it was suggested? Yeah. So. Even though I don't like well vodka all that much, just because I don't want something disgusting or that has been exposed to an open environment over a period of time, I would have to go with the vodka.
1: I I agree. I've had both. um, But there's nothing grosser than...
0: Well, there's nothing appetizing about an open beer anyway,
1: right? Because part of me, maybe it's psychological, but it's weird. When I have beer that's been sitting out and it gets more like... I don't know.
0: Fermenty? Soupy. <laughs> yeah.
1: And warm. I always just imagine every time I've had a beer that's been open that it's just like got someone's spit nastiness sitting in it and it's right. like warm and the crispness is gone. It's like,
0: ugh. Yeah. Yeah. So even if it was a well vodka and someone's pouring it in front of me and knowing going in that it's something like this particular vodka, um, I think... I'm okay with the fact that it's not going to be good, but it's also not going to be an open beer. And I do think rail vodka is a type of vodka, but I also think it does have a distinction as far as it's a well drink. Mm -hmm. So rail versus well, I think is, we're talking about two things here. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitively going that way. No question, actually. No question. I know I'm not going to enjoy it, but I'm also not going to be, Thinking I'm getting some sort of internal infection as a result of yeah you're either.
1: not maybe not a health risk <laughs> right
0: exactly, exactly. Uh, those are that's a good one listen guys I appreciate you um, toning down the to- you
1: toning down the would you rather's into something that uh, any one of us can stomach now I expect you're gonna turn up that volume much higher next time but you at least gave us some you know respite. Right. Give us a little time to relax from the crazy ones. Yeah. So I appreciate it. It is much appreciated. This last one is from Denny Weiss. A shout out says, just want to tell you all that I love y'all. Ha ha.
0: Ha ha. Ha ha. So that means you don't love us? Uh, yeah, so um, I don't know you if don't? we've done this on the podcast yet, but shout out to Denny. He has his own podcast, and I think they just recorded episode nine. Uh-huh. It's Cigar Heads podcast where they do something similar in terms of they review cigars, but not the same way we do. No. Um, and they do kind of a discussion base before that, and it's between him and his buddy you Usually
1: Mark. like football talk or sports talk. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I listened to one on my way up to Chicago, their breakdown of the La Hacienda. Uh, they didn't like it as much as I liked it. I think the La Hacienda is pretty good. I'm not going to spoil it because we have it coming up on an upcoming podcast. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see how if there's any similarities there at all between the two of them. Um, but check out their podcast, Cigar Heads, with a Z. Not it's an Denny S. and his buddy. Yeah, it's Denny and Mark. It's good stuff. It's like, it's like you and I, but not. It's like brothers, but not. Yeah. It's like friends, but maybe. Yeah. It's like cousins, but also. It's
1: like a podcast, but a talk show.
0: It's a pod show. Pod sh- yeah. It's a poncho. <laughs> uh, I'm definitely going to go smoke today. I'm really excited about it. What are you smoking? I'm going to go to the wharf. Oh, you are? Heading to the wharf. Would you like to go? How would you not see those text messages? Because I've been recording a podcast with you. Ha, da, 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 da. It was yesterday.
1: Oh, I definitely missed that one. (laughs) Hey, listen, before we get off here, I'll just say this both to all of my friends who at at any point in time has texted me or messaged me. You just have to understand that's how I am. It's not that I don't care. It's
0: just I am not glued to my phone. Chris is the herpes of text messages. He just randomly pops up. Yeah. Pops his little head in there. And usually all gives I do you a is little howdy do and then disappears I back into the forest. I literally just
1: post a gif yeah. of Homer Simpson fading back into the
0: hedge bushes. Yeah. And That's then there, every, every once in a while you'll say like, ha ha. <laughs> you won't give any sort of thought or definition of things to right nothing just a haha and then he's if he's gone for three it's days it's
1: not that i don't love you but i spent so much time glued to a computer and phone throughout the day that that's one of the last things i want to do yeah that's the only reason it's
0: not that i don't love you i will get to it It's just it won't be as promptly as you may want it yeah it happens, and it's all good, and we respect and admire your honesty. Yeah. Uh, with that being said, this concludes episode 89. Next week, we have episode 90, which I think we're trying to do something special for next week. We're trying to review a cigar that we've never reviewed before, that none of us have ever smoked, and a whole other category of cigars. Whole new category. For the podcast.
1: You can make your assumptions now. You'll figure it out.
0: Probably pretty quickly. It's not going to take you a lot of time. It shouldn't take you a lot of time. But it is one that we're really excited about because it is very different than what we've done in the past in terms of this particular scar. So, episode 90 at you next week. We think yeah. so, we, we thank everybody for we listening. We thanks you We thanks y'all. <laughs> what, what is the Wayne's World thing that I always say? Oh, um, yeah. What Garth always says. Oh, shit. I'm not going to be able to think of it. I can't think of it either. He, uh... Yeah, he goes, Come with yes. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> That's right. I think it's um uh, who's he talking to in the show? Oh, I can't remember his. but he says, Come with yes. I just love the drums. Thanks solo. you. And then he goes, So I good. I like to play. I like to play. Oh man. I we should have always done Wayne's World. I know it's always been done in Halloween. So many people have done it, but you and I have the hair and the Oh I'd totally be Wayne, to- I guess. Or would I be Garth? dude i'd have to be garth yeah i guess you would just because of aesthetics alone yeah anyway thanks everybody for listening we'll be back at you next week with episode 90 see ya
1: camera one camera two camera
0: one camera two thanks everybody for listening to the podcast we always greatly appreciate it how can you find this podcast well let me tell you you can find the podcast on itunes stitcher Potomatic, google play and now spotify so you have a whole bunch of platforms to choose from how can you get a hold of us you can get a hold of chris at big six chris on instagram you can get a hold of myself at the hot ticket pod always available for discussion you can message you can comment that's how you get a hold of us you can find both of us as main administrators on the hot ticket cigar faction facebook group you can join now again that is on facebook and uh we're trugging along guys episode 90 is coming ten more after that which just a huge milestone episode for us Um, So we can't thank you guys enough for listening and paying attention to the rambling that we have on every single week. Um, And with that, this episode is finally concluded. Again, greatly appreciate everybody listening. We'll be back at you next week with episode 90. See ya.